Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Mike and Joe talking a little football futures, uh, perhaps this hour, unless Joe brings up something else. I don't know. He brought up uh, Go Barefoot Day, so happy Go Barefoot Day to you. Uh, happy, <laughs> happy Olives Day, National Olive Day. I don't like olives, so I'm out. Uh, you, got a, you got a fish market? No, I, I was doing a show uh, last fall. With uh, the Camp Stewart and George Kurtz, and I don't know how we got to talking about foods, but you know, I, I mentioned that you know, like, I, hey, I, I bought some salmon at the fish store, and uh, you know, George Kurtz took issue with me because he, he was like, "Where else would you buy fish?" But at the fish store, so it just became like a kind of a running gag that, that they give me grief over. So yeah, uh, that's a very the- Italian thing uh, <laughs> and a New York thing, but also an <laughs> Italian thing. You go to a specific place to buy fish now, maybe. That's right, true right. throughout the country. Other people listening mm-hmm. are like, well, you just go to the supermarket and buy fish. Right, but right. And go to the fish. Uh, there is well, a specific, s- especially for New York <laughs> hardcore Italians, there's a fish place. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. Right. We got to do seven fishes. I have to go to the oh, fish store to get it. it. Yes. It's Easter. Mm-hmm. I got to load up on fish because that's what we do. <laughs> am I right or am mm-hmm. I wrong? No, you're right. I, it's probably more an Italian thing. And, you know, you, me personally, I walk into a fish store. If it smells like fish in there, I'm out of there. Because to me, that means you, your, your fish isn't fresh. So that's, ah. that, I guess that was the point that I was trying to bring. So, yeah, that, I, I'll, you know, I'll try, to, try to teach you a couple of things there, Mr. Blue. That's right. You know. Yeah, like I'm yeah, not yeah. Italian. So and I'm also not a, I'm not a tremendous. <laughs> and I'm not holding that against uh, you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Likewise, that you're not Irish. So there you go. I, well, I'm married to a half Irish uh, girl, so that's well, cool. There you go. Well, I'm the Irish half, by marriage. Good half of her. Yes. The good half of her. Exactly. Marriage. So, so um, <laughs> yeah, but in general, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a huge seafood eater, but uh, I had a mm-hmm. little bit of, tried a little bit of sushi last night. It was uh, delightful uh, hanging out with the yeah. uh, family. So, all right, let's talk a little bit. Let's do a little bit of football futures i did some with cam last week but we can bounce around a little bit to different teams i want to get a sense at this point it's like i've said on shows prior i can talk myself into just about any team at this time of year uh and you know give you a little positive uh insight as to what this team might be doing as i've said openly i can't do that for the dolphins and i can't do that for the giants i think vegas Mm -hmm. has caught on to the whole 
uh, Dolphins thing because their uh, their total right now sits at four and a half. So I think people know that they are uh, tanking. I think I saw there was one team that we went over recently where their schedule just starts out off so brutally. I think it's Tampa again is in a really bad spot with their schedule because they are they don't play a home game for seven weeks. Um, so people are expecting a nice bump maybe for Jameis because of the addition of Bruce Arians. But their schedule mm-hmm. starts out that they host the Niners, then go to the Panthers, then play, then they host the Giants. But on September 29th starts a string where they're at the Rams, at the Saints, go to London, sacrificing a home game for the Panthers, then a bye week, then at Tennessee, and then at Seattle, and then they come home November 10th, Arizona. So from September 22nd until November 10th, they have zero home games. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. let's take a look. This is kind of fun to do. So, you know, week one, you want you want to do this? Well, just week one against San Francisco, win or loss. So. so- well, well, home we'll, to San we'll Francisco first. This, this, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, we'll do the numbers okay. right here. All right, sure. They're over yeah. the old. The fun. total is six and a half. So let's do it one by one. Uh, hosting the Niners. Uh, that is a hard one right out of the gate. Right, because uh, it might I be ninety degrees. Are, <laughs> I think one. the Niners are better on paper, but that is right. I've heard mm-hmm. Booger McFarland state it openly that mm-hmm. it's a big advantage because of the heat. I'll actually mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to play it positive. I'll give the Bucks an opening week win, even though I think like they are terrible on week one openers. I want to look back, but I remember that. I'll try to look for that stat somewhere. Let me make a note mm-hmm. of it. Tampa week one. I think they've been really bad in week one. But I'll give them this one. So that's a W. Go to Carolina. That's a loss, right? I I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they win so against the Giants. So they're two and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go go G men. Uh, then they go yeah. to the Rams. Loss. They go to the Saints. Loss. Even though they beat the Saints in Week One last year. So I'm contradicting myself. Remember that forty-eight forty win that knocked everybody right, out right, of the right. Survivor Pool in Week One. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so they're two and three. Then they host the Panthers in London. What do you think? Not a huge believer in the Panthers this year. <sighs> Me neither. I, I could see them winning this game. I, I you know, I'll All see right, them, we'll them splitting one. the season series. So they're three and three. Three and three going into the bye week. Mm-hmm. Then we got at Tennessee. It's an L. Loss. Yeah. At Seattle. That's an L. They're three and five right now. Three and five. Then they host mm-hmm. Arizona. You want to give them that one? I give them a win. So they're four and five. That'll be a close the game. Yeah. They host the Saints. You want uh, to split the season series there, or are they take an L? I think I'll give them the L. Yeah. I don't know about you. You you would you would split it? Uh, I'm with you. Uh, so far, we're uh, in agreement. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's okay. close. But uh, mm-hmm. then they go to Atlanta. So what is it, was their record after this loss in uh, New Orleans? It was four and six. What do we have them at? Right, right. Four okay. and six. So they go mm-hmm. to Atlanta. That's a loss. They lose. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they go to Atlanta and, and lose. Yeah. Uh, at Jacksonville. Very close road game. game. Uh, yeah. They haven't won the, a road I, game I yet. To, you want to give them one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we'll be generous. Yeah. So what are they, five okay. and seven now? 
Mm-hmm. That's right. They lose the they, they lose the, the next game to the well, Colts. To the Colts. They are hosting the Colts. <laughs> They're gonna lose that one. Yeah. They go to right. Detroit. Uh you wanna be generous? They give them another road win in December. Okay. We're gonna give them two road wins in December. That doesn't seem likely. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give them another loss. Then they okay, host so that's five and nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they host Houston at Atlanta. They're not gonna be better than and, either. And of those lose teams. and lose. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'll even be generous and give them one of those last two. Because maybe Atlanta rests a mm-hmm. bunch of guys. Right. We have them at six wins. That's under. Mm-hmm. And we were right. being generous the whole way through. Yes, we were. So yeah. uh, I think we were being generous. We we gave them a road win. Um, maybe they get a cup. I even I gave them a home. I gave them maybe a win that they shouldn't have. Um, I think they'll be. This team has come in last place in the division seven of the last eight seasons. General manager still employed, by the way. I would note. Mm-hmm. Odd to me. Uh, they made some changes. They obviously released Gerald McCoy, and they pick up Indomitian Sue. Uh, a little bit of money saved technically there because they owed McCoy money over three years. Sue is just a one-year deal. So uh, so six wins. I think Tampa. Jameis Winston done in Tampa? It's a great question. <laughs> I, I, I think there, so. There are, six wins? There are. Um, <laughs> It really will, but can Jameis play well and then have them be six and ten? Is that possible? Yeah, I mean, um, who's the head coach? Uh, the, I forget his Bruce name. Arians. I'm drawing a blank. But they have a Bruce they have Arians. a connection, so maybe maybe Arians gives him uh, a pass if he thinks he's playing, you know, better than the six wins. You know, shows. It's really not up to Arians, though. It's really going to be up mm. to Jason, uh, look, the general manager and the ownership because now Jameis is at yeah. the end. The, Tampa and Tennessee yeah, are have to invest, approaching right? huge seasons. They have mm-hmm. to decide whether or not these quarterbacks are for the long-term future of the team. You get the right. sense from afar for obvious reasons because Mariota has proven to be a good citizen He's just been banged up that mm-hmm. t- Tennessee believes in Mariota more than Tampa believes in Jameis. But we'll see. I, I, I'm getting the I, sense I personally don't believe in Jameis. I am not a big believer. I think he's talented, mm-hmm. but sometimes it, this position goes beyond talent, right? You have to have a head for it. Yes. You have to be able leadership. to yourself in pressure situations mm-hmm. and leadership, all that kind of stuff. I do think mm-hmm. that uh, some players rally around him, but after his fifth year in the organization, if they don't play particularly well, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jameis kept his nose clean all last year, uh, so I'll give him mm-hmm. a check mark for that. But he was also hurt a bunch of the year, kept throwing interceptions. He's not a good decision maker at all times. He's talented, not always a good decision maker. And I think that will be a tough one. Um, yeah, I say no. I say if if they win six games, despite his uh, relationship with Arians and whatnot, I think they win six games. He's gone uh, because you're right. I mean, your wallet's going to talk, and and I really don't yeah. see him as a as a guy that you know built the team around. You know, I mean, I think he's uh, he's not a bust, uh, but uh, he hasn't developed into the type of quarterback that I think you expected. The leader, the leader. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. So since we're talking about it, why don't we jump over to Tennessee? It's a really good right. discussion, by the way. The, the Jameis Mariota yeah. thing will bring up 
probably throughout this preseason. So we'll, we'll jump over to Tennessee right now mm-hmm. to see what their schedule looks like. Um, you know, obviously they lose Matt LaFleur, uh, the offensive coordinator last year. He's now the head coach of the Packers. And you've got uh, Mike Vrabel there, um, and they've at, they made some new additions to the coaching staff. So they got a tough uh, uh, early part see. of the schedule. Their first-round pick was Jeffrey Simmons. He's uh, – he had off-season surgery to repair a torn ACL and is in danger of missing the entire 2019 season. There's no way mm-hmm. he plays to start. He could be the IR designated to return guy. That would give him probably, uh, doing back of the envelope math, that's probably eight months to heal. It's a defensive lineman, defensive tackle. Do you risk it? I don't know. I wouldn't risk it personally, but uh, we'll see what the – Titans decide to do so uh, Jack Conklin had an ACL surgery one of their tackles unclear if he's going to be ready for the season opener just setting a couple of major injury news uh, to yeah yeah Mariota mm-hmm. will hopefully be healthy week one where they host the Cleveland Browns the Browns have all the expectations people are going to be fired up putting money on the Browns and they got to go into Tennessee, not an easy place. I, I have been a Titans truther for the last several years. I admit that. They did go over the eight-and-a-half win total that Vegas set for them last year and had a relatively disappointing season at 9-7 and seven and missed the playoffs because they lost to the Colts in Week 17. So that's how they set up last year. I was disappointed in them. I thought they could make it to the Super Bowl. Clearly, they fell way short, especially offensively. There was uh, a Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry. I wouldn't call it a team controversy, but certainly controversy amongst fantasy experts and why didn't they use Henry yeah. earlier. But let's go game by game. Uh, at they, they are at the Browns. Excuse me. They're not hosting the Browns. They go to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, this is a, this is a tough one, uh, but uh, I almost want to give them the win. Uh, I think Cleveland is a little too full of themselves. But uh, is it Cleveland though, this is a tough or is one. it the people are, are the people analyzing Cleveland? It's probably the people analyze it, but then you you tend to start believing what is being said about you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this could be a nice smack in the face for the Browns. But uh, All right. do you, so if you want to give, give uh, yeah, if, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're going to give him the L. I'll defer to you on this one. You're going to give him the L. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was going to give them the win. Yeah. What yeah, do you think? What, what, was your, right. so, what was your gut? I, I'll let you what go. What was your gut on that? The next tiebreaker, the next tiebreaker uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take, but you take okay. that one. So, so I'll I give them the win. with a loss because it's a road okay. game, but we'll give them the win here. Yeah. Now they host mm-hmm. the Colts. So week two, hosting the Colts. <laughs> the Colts dominate, dominate the Titans. But this is a home game, and it would be a big mm-hmm. home game if they're coming off a win against the Browns. So what say you? Right. I say they lose. <laughs> I know right. that I'll, I'm not supposed the, to, but I'm going to say lose. <laughs> I'll take the tiebreaker here, and I'm going to give mm-hmm. them the win. I think they actually okay. finally beat the Colts. So they're 2-0. Right. Then they can go All to right. Jacksonville. Loss or win at Jacksonville? Uh, I'm going to go win. All right, they are I know, three I know. and I'm oh. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three right. and zero. Oh. Now until they get to Atlanta, to <laughs> they go to Atlanta. Yeah. There, there's their first right. loss. That's tough. I think Atlanta's mm-hmm. going to be really good. I do. I mm-hmm. think Atlanta has a chance to win their division. So, uh, mm-hmm. and they're pretty good at home. So, Matty Ice, my boy, gets the first W. 
uh, gives, mm. gives them their first L. Then they host the Buffalo Bills, uh, the Josh Allen-led Bills with the dynamic receiving core of Zay Jones, Cole Beasley, <laughs> and John Brown. Get excited, everyone. So that's the receiving core. Uh, I'm going to – what do you say? Titans-Bills. They lost to the Bills t- last year. They, they lost to the Bills last year in Buffalo, 13-12. Uh, it had me sweating their total for the entire year. It's a revenge game, and your Titans are going to start off four and one because they're going to beat oh, the Bills baby. at home. All right, we got, <laughs> we got to we got to hustle through this. The rest of this, yeah, 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 we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Denver, <coughs> tough place to play. Tough place to play. Uh, let's give them a four and two record. They lose at Denver. Oh boy. That's a bad loss. So mm-hmm. then they host the Chargers, maybe the best team in the NFL, the Chargers. They lose 4-3. Four, four oh, three. boy. That, that <laughs> Sorry. Killer. Uh, then they host <laughs> Tampa. We already said that that's a win. Uh, yeah. 5-3. Five and, so three. Five and three. Uh, At Carolina. That, that may be a tough one. That's a tough game mm-hmm. at that time of year. First game in November. They're 5-3. and three. They go to Panthers, and they, Joe, win or lose? Uh, they lose. Five and oh, four. No, five and four. This is the old, same old Titans. Then they host the Chiefs. I'm going to give them a big fat win right here. They're six and four. They then go. they host the Jaguars. Like seven and four. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they go to the Colts. No chance they're winning that game. They are seven and, and five right five. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to beat the Raiders eight and five. Then they host the Texans. Nine and five. Then they host wow. the Saints. Then they host the Saints. Loss. Nine and six. Mm-hmm. Nine and six. Uh, and then at Houston, nine and seven again. These freaking again <laughs> are killing me. What was the over under? Uh, eight. What did Vegas say? Eight. Eight. All right. But this is the problem. It's every <laughs> year. You sweat yeah, every yeah. game. They play close games all the time. It's why they keep ending up at nine and seven. Yeah. A couple of years. That was ago, good. I like that. Yeah. Stuff. So, mm-hmm. all right, we got the Titans over, the Bucks under. We'll come back. We'll do a little bit more of the future stuff. Maybe yeah, it's good stuff. Right back after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We are back on FNTSY. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. I'll be around uh, until 2 o'clock today. Just talking with Cam Stewart uh, and obviously uh, talking with Joe Galena here for the next uh, 40 minutes. I got a little tennis on in the background, although, yeah. Uh, we got a little. I, I don't know if you French watch Open? tennis at all, Joe. Yeah, a little French. Uh, going I on used right to watch. Now. Yeah, I used to watch it more, uh, but I do enjoy, you know, uh, watching. I used to enjoy playing it too. But uh, we talked about Lafleur uh, with the ACL. Uh, I don't think I could play the tennis Achilles. much anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Achilles, yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> Madison Keys in a three-set match right here, where they're locked up in the third set. So American Madison Keys is uh, uh, going after it in a hard-fought. Uh, match right now 
Uh, yeah, they're, they're tied at four in the third set. Uh, deuce uh, in the third set. So this is a, a brutal one as they keep working their way through the middle rounds of the French Open right now. So, all right, um, let's talk really quickly. We got uh, hockey tonight. Uh, as uh, Cam can talk about this at length, and I'll I'll do my best to keep up with him. But uh, right now, the puck line right now. So you got St. Louis favored right now. Uh, they really? are on the money line. Yeah, uh, the the they obviously split one one. Yeah, in Boston, and now they're back. Which I think St. was Louis. a surprise that St. Louis actually won because I was talking to a buddy of mine and he said that St. Louis had lost thirteen straight Stanley Cup final uh, games. I guess Camel will tell us if if, if uh, we're right. It was on their that, first. But, uh, I think it was their <laughs> first ever Stanley Cup Finals win. If I right, uh, right, right. That no, long, or yeah. wait, no, no, no. Was yeah, it, well, the Raptors had I know their it, first ever. NBA Finals win, and the, mm-hmm. I think the Blues, it's their first ever Stanley Cup Finals win. They had been there before, yeah. maybe gotten swept. I believe I'm right mm-hmm. about that. Uh, but right now, money line, they are minus 120. So favored going into the game tonight. Boston wow. was on there fire, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, they mm-hmm. won game one going away, and it wasn't looking good for the Blues, but they come back with a big overtime win the other night. So uh, that's on the docket for tonight. In addition to the Champions League final, we got French Open. we got plenty of baseball as well. As far as baseball is concerned, we'll get to the probable, probable pitchers and stuff. Uh, in the final segment, but for now we're just going through some NFL futures, trying to figure out over-unders and, and, and all that kind of fun stuff. So um, Tennessee, we have over by a game. We have the Bucks under mm-hmm. by a half game, but we feel like there's a little bit of cushion there with the Bucks. Now let's, let's just pull back for a second in that division, and I'll go to the divisions real quick of each of those teams. Right now in the AFC South, I think that's become obviously a very competitive division. But what is interesting is that Vegas and the odds are already dropping. So the Colts are plus 115 to win the division. The Texans are plus 240. The Jags are plus 380. And the Titans are plus 550. So the Titans have the longest odds to win that division. Very competitive division. I would probably predict the Colts to win that division at this moment, but I think the Titans have a chance to play as well as the Texans and certainly better than the Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars uh, obviously disappointed last year. The, I think they still have the base to have that really good defense, right? That, uh, but, yeah, but uh, Telvin Smith it, is taking – he walked away from football this year. Their starting yeah, the linebacker good just point. decided mm-hmm, to walk mm-hmm. away, and they still yeah. have great talent all over that defense, but he's a key loss, and Paul Puzzle right. wasn't retired. So, you know, the linebacking depth from last year is immediately hurt. Right, right. Well, I mean, looking at it, I'd say the Texans-Colts fight it out again. Yeah, last year, 11 wins for Texans, uh, 10 wins for the Colts. Uh, luck, another year back from that uh, that injury. Um, I don't know. I could see the Colts uh, winning this division. Yeah, but I think it's going to be uh, that. They, yeah, and I and I yeah. think we're accurate with that nine win total on the on the Titans because, like you said, they just find a way to lose lose some games that maybe they shouldn't. So, uh, yeah. it yeah. is it is frustrating. And you know, Mariota's mm-hmm. not healthy the whole year last year, right. and it put them in a bad position. But uh, you know, they coach pretty aggressively, which I like. I think the talent mm-hmm. there's plenty of talent on the roster. Um, yeah, I was probably. 
I just thought the Matt LaFleur influence would have a, a bigger impact than it did. And with Mariota being mm-hmm. hurt and them really – they lost a couple of brutal games. They lost to the Bills on the last play of the game on a field goal. Then they lost on the last play of the game to the Chargers in London when they went for two. Down one, they scored mm-hmm. a touchdown. And on the last play of the game or the last play of consequence of the game, they went for two and missed it. So – you play the games and they lost. There's no woulda, coulda, shoulda kind of stuff. But I still look back at it and say, you know, they were inches away from having 11 wins instead of nine, you know. Uh, right. So right. You, somebody could probably come back and say, well, they won this other game pretty luckily too, and they really should have had eight losses. So it is what it is. But uh, back over to the NFC South, uh, and you have Tampa there. Longest odds by far to win the division at plus 1,200. The Panthers at plus 650. The Falcons at plus 380. And the Saints at minus 230 to win the division. Uh, Of all of the teams and all of the future bets that I've seen to win the division, I believe uh, my favorites are two. One, that the Chargers to win the division at plus 175. You can still have them at plus money. And the Falcons at plus 380 to win the division. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to call my shot right now. I think the Falcons have a real shot to win this division. Uh, yes, it won't. No, it won't surprise me if the Saints win it. But with those, with that kind of number, that's the team I'm going to be leaning on. My dark yeah. horse out of the blue uh, bet would be the NFC East, where the Re- where Washington is at plus 750 to win that division. Uh, people might think I'm nuts, but I could see some regression from the Eagles and the Cowboys. And in a division that's changed hands 14 consecutive years, uh, I wouldn't be stunned if Washington was the one to slide in there right now. I do like the talent. It could happen. The roster. It'd be a nice like bet. Get a nice payoff. Although and Josh does Haskins Norman's take him cut. there by the end? Yeah. I don't know if Josh Norman's going to get cut today, but uh, that's, you know, that's well, a risk. I just a saw a quarterback. I don't know what the hell he's going to do. New- yeah, but I'm just saying. You think that he'll be at the, he'll be the starter by the end of the season? I think he's the starter by week one. Yeah, very possible. I think he's the guy. I think he's out there. Um, I think I think with a team that has enough talent on the roster to compete for a playoff spot, changing quarterbacks in the middle of the year is not a strategy I would embrace. I think you have to mm-hmm. trust that Jay Gruden can bring a talented rookie that you've put a lot of assets into. You can teach him to come along. You can argue either way with me on this about starting quarter, about throwing a guy out there too early. I think throwing a guy out there too early is something like, and the, and I, I don't even really criticize this. Like Josh Rosen didn't have a chance last year. They just kind of put him out there and let him see what he can right. do. And then they didn't help him at all. Um. I think if you feel like you can't protect your quarterback and he's a rookie and a big asset, then don't do it. But I think mm-hmm. if you are just saying, well, he needs a little bit more time to learn the playbook, you probably should have figured that out in the draft process. I want a guy that's going to be able to compete and come in and ready to play right away if I'm drafting him in the first round. Honestly, I probably feel that way about the second round. But I think that through this process and Haskins being in there, he should be able to work with Jay Gruden every day for four months straight and be ready to go. That's from the day he got drafted until mm-hmm. August 25th. I think he should be ready to go. 
and beat out Colt McCoy and whoever else they have on that roster. Alex Smith Case ain't coming Keenum. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he's uh, got to I mean, be if, good if, to go. And if you have that roster, you should be able to to it doesn't matter if it's a rookie. We've seen this now. Rookies can be really good. And Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. turned the Browns around. I know they didn't make the playoffs, but they won eight games. And that team was right. awful with Tyrod Taylor and Hugh Jackson uh, in front of it. I don't blame Tyrod. I blame Hugh Jackson. It was awful. And he turned it around. If you surround the guy with enough, I don't love the receiving core in Washington, but if you surround the guy with enough, yeah, that's what I was going to mention. Successful. Yeah, yeah, good offensive I'm, line. I'm Darius loving. Geis. They got mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't love Josh Doxson either, but somebody's going to have to catch the ball, right? Right, right. Uh, maybe Jordan so Reed stay thing. healthy? Uh, probably not, but he's going to have to. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's if, why they're I mean, plus 750. I'm not calling my shot on that one. Right, I call right. my shot on Atlanta, but... Uh, oh, it's a nice, as... it's a nice bet, nice uh, long shot. I love it. I love it in terms of you know the payoff and uh, you, and and with the instability in this division, that's its key as well. Yes, right. That I, is really you're, you're, that's I, what I'm looking at more than anything mm-hmm. else. Philly is really good, but they don't have mm-hmm. a ton of depth, and they have an injury prone quarterback. Um, right. Washington's got a pretty good roster top to bottom. I think they've done a really nice job building it defensively. The Greg, the Josh Norman thing would surprise me, but uh, we know why. They just paid Landon Collins a lot of money. The Alex Smith thing is hanging over their head. Um, but I, I really like their depth defensively, and they drafted Montez Sweat, a pass rusher, um, late in the first round as well. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I think that would be my long shot pick. Uh, of the mm-hmm. teams to win the division. I, I think that's where I would go because some of the other ones, like the NFC North, um, the Vikings, Bears, and Packers are all really pretty close. The AFC West, I, I'm, I'm surprised the Chargers are still plus money, so I'd be on that. I wouldn't be on the Chiefs at minus money. Um, the AFC North, that's Browns at plus 135, Steelers at plus 190, Ravens at plus 250. I think you're getting value there uh, no matter who you pick, especially with the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, AFC East, I think, is a walkover uh, like it normally is. Uh, The NFC South, I've already said that I'm taking the Falcons at plus 380. And the NFC West, Rams at minus 195, Seahawks at plus 290, Niners at plus 500, Cardinals way, way, way longest shot to win any division. Uh, other than the Miami Dolphins, so yeah, that's it. Uh, my my. Long, you think the Seahawks are ready to overtake the Rams this year? You think the Rams could take a nice little step back? Especially now, you know. Look, uh, it's no big surprise. I think the Rams do we take heard. a step back. I don't. I don't know if that yeah. means that they lose the division. If, right. Right. They want to. Yeah, I mean, we heard Gurley's not going to be playing in the preseason, but it, he, the Rams just don't play their their top players in the preseason. Uh, but we are concerned teams. about. Yeah. Uh, but I'm we are concerned. I mean, I shouldn't say we. I'm a little concerned about uh, Gurley this year. Yeah, you know, Daryl Henderson might end up, uh, you know, playing more than than expected. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah. It's but concern. I'm with you in terms of what you said before. In terms of play, you know, teams uh, avoiding playing their stars in the preseason. Why take the risk, right? Yeah, yeah. So Seahawks are interesting there at plus two ninety. I think it's a lot to ask the Niners to win the division with Jimmy G coming off the injury and, and everything mm-hmm. else. So, uh, so there you go. Two uh, years. We have Give time. them two years. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we have time for, let's do one more win total. Why don't we do the Rams, since we were just talking about them. The Rams, over under, is 10.5. So they went 13-3 and last year. Uh, everybody knows they lost the Super Bowl because they played terribly. And here we go. Goff was bad. The team was bad. They scored three points. Uh, no excuses. Uh, you can't score three mm-hmm, points and expect mm-hmm. to win anything. So, especially not a Super Bowl. So here we go. They start out at Carolina, September eighth. Nice little Carolina, North Carolina heat. Uh, mm-hmm. The Rams on the road to start Week One. What do you got? I'll give them. I'll give them a win. <laughs> All right. You like the Rams. Uh, you don't like Carolina. Uh, they then host the Saints week two. Pretty big matchup there out of the gate in the NFC. And they host them, huh? Um, yeah. I give them a It's a, a home game. See? Okay. So yeah. 2-0. Yeah. Uh, then at mm-hmm. Cleveland. This is gonna be, that'll be Cleveland's like coming out party here. <laughs> right, right, right. Roll. So it's at Cleveland. I'll, I'll, you take this one. What do you think? I'll give the Browns a win there. You know, okay, I'll, I'll so Rams the, two I'll and one. On the, All right, the hype train. Then they host mm-hmm. Tampa. You gotta like that. Three and one. Three yeah, and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Then at Seattle. Seattle has always played them tough. Very tough. Well, the Rams yes. and Seattle have always played each other tough. I, I should say mm-hmm. when Seattle was on top, the Rams played them tough. Even when Jeff Fisher was the coach, and now uh, the roles have reversed slightly. Uh, Seattle mm-hmm. a hard place to play. I'm going to say they're three and two. Then October thirteenth, they host the Niners. Now they're three and two hosting the Niners. I'll give them this. They beat because the 49ers. It's a home game. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they go to Atlanta. Everybody knows I'm having a love affair with the Falcons. <laughs> they're four and three. Four and three. Uh, then they host the Bengals. Let's make them five. Five and three. And three. Bengals, tough mm-hmm. season. Uh, then here's clearly, a tough one for you. It's uh, not very <laughs> tough. Be five and four. Uh, I, I I don't think the Rams going to Pittsburgh. I think that'll be a difficult game for them. Uh, people are ready to jump ship on the Steelers. I'm not yet, not because mm-hmm. I'm a fan, mm-hmm. but because uh, they lost two dynamic playmakers. I think we saw, to some extent, that Le'Veon Bell's loss didn't impact them that much. The Antonio Brown thing, I, I'd be lying if I said it won't impact them, but I do think they'll be a good enough team to compete and be in the playoffs this year. I think mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. win that division. It's a lot to ask the Browns to go from where they were to transforming into a division winner against two still legitimate teams in Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Pittsburgh got a home run of a first-round pick, in my opinion, that can I think can help to fix the defense, which is the real problem with the team, not the offense, despite the infighting. Uh, so 5-4 mm-hmm. and four here. The Bears. I like Benny uh, Snow, to, by the way. Yeah, nice pick. Uh, yeah, Bears, yeah. they so uh, Rams hosting. So they're five the Bears. and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then hosting. Uh, the Bears. I say uh, after losing to Pittsburgh, I give them a win. So they're six and four. Okay. Uh, they host the Ravens. That's a tough game, but uh, I'll give them a I'll give them another win at home. Seven and four. By the way, coming out of their bye week at Pittsburgh, hosting Chicago, hosting Baltimore, that ain't easy in November for them. Right, right. It's not. Seven and four right now at Arizona. Eight and four uh, hosting Seattle. Nine and four. You got them on a run right here. Yeah. Um, then at Dallas, we'll give them a loss Loose. there. Right. Nine yeah. and five. Then at the Niners, mm-hmm. I want to split that. Nine and six. And then Arizona again. So you have them at ten. We have mm-hmm. them at ten. I should say. Right. That's under. 
under 10 and a half. We have them 10 and So it's six. like we said at the start of this conversation that they take somewhat of a step back, but, uh, yeah. you know, still 10 wins, nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we have time, maybe we'll do Seattle to see how they stack up against the Rams. But, um, yeah, look, I, there's always – there's a Super Bowl hangover for everybody except one team, uh, whether mm-hmm. you win or you lose. We saw Atlanta, uh, you know, Philly came off the big win – they had some struggles last year through most of the year. Obviously, Wentz's injuries were a part of that, uh, but we also saw them just not playing as well. They could have gotten the win. They could have, they, you know, they mm-hmm. snuck into the playoffs. They get the double doink win against Chicago. They played as well as the Saints, but lose that one on a late fumble. So Philly will be interesting this year. We'll come back. We'll close it out. We'll do a little bit of baseball after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Up with his favorite <laughs> video game character, despite me having asked that over an hour ago. Figure that out, Sean. Come on, help me out. I'm trying to transition into Scott Fishbowl. So, uh, all right. So let's do uh, let's do a little bit of MLB today. Uh, find out who's growing today, and find out you know what year. Maybe I'll get you to watch this uh, European soccer final, the uh, Champions League final. Uh, maybe we'll get you to watch. I'll it definitely throw bit. it on. So, You've intrigued me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's at three o'clock. I I think uh, I have to find out exactly where it's airing right now. Uh, I apologize. For Maybe not Fox. Off the top of my head. I think Fox, but mm. Bleacher Report had purchased like all of the rights to the Champions League. So yeah, it's not it's not it's not Fox. So I'm gonna have okay. to find it somewhere. I'll, I'll get that at some point. Maybe it's on the other Fox. FS1. Is it there? Nope. It isn't, so I have to track it down during one of these breaks. Uh, I have to track it down for myself, too. So, all right. So, today, full slate, Twins, the uh, Major League leading Twins. uh, Is is that right? They still have the most wins, 38 wins. They are, man, the Yanks are chasing them down. They're both 8-2 and in their last 10 games, though, Uh, the Yankees and Twins are. Uh, The Dodgers have the most wins right now at 39-19. and But the Twins are slightly a half game in front uh, as far as winning percentage is concerned. But the reason I was bringing that up is because we're looking at the games of the day. And we have, by the way, I was listening to Buster Olney's podcast, and they were talking about Mm -hmm. different MVP candidates. And in the National League, I think it's pretty clear that Cody Bellinger is there. Christian Yelich is in the discussion, clearly. But Cody Bellinger has been on such fire that he's the clear front runner right now for National League MVP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Four months ago, 
doesn't really matter what we think now. But in the American League, they were all right. split. Uh, the producer and Olney and, and Carl Ravitch each uh, nominated one guy. Uh, Olney, despite his recent injury, nominated George Springer. One of them nominated Jorge Polanco. And the other nominated uh, uh, Alex Bregman. So it's on my fantasy team, by the way, Joe, as you know. My first place fantasy team, yeah, Joe, yeah. as you know. Um, yeah. You're not yeah. doing quite I'm as looking well. up at you. I'm looking. Yeah. No. A long way. It's a long got season, a though. To go it is a long season. I hey, I'm t- I'm, I'm, I think I'm 10 and 1 this week, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you're but the, you're uh, the kudos unicorn to you, my that friend. becomes the mighty oak. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, so here we go. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, so the Twins are in front. It was so Jorge Polanco, Alex Bregman, and and George Springer were some of the nominations. I would imagine if the Yankees continue at this pace and he continues to hit for the way he's hit for the last five weeks, Claybor Torres can get himself in the mix as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Or maybe Urshela. That's a joke, but the way that Gio Urshela has been playing at third has been He's amazing. a most valuable yeah, player so. in a different kind of way. He's a, maybe the Yankees' mm-hmm. most valuable player. Uh, along with Torres, uh, G.R. Shell has really been amazing. So, all right, so back to the games of the day or the pitching probables. We have Gibson versus Chirinos, both pitchers off to a good start. Gibson's at 5-2. and two. Chirinos, though, 6-1 and one with a 2.91 ERA. Yoni Chirinos has been a huge addition for fantasy owners. We thought I thought Tyler Glasnow mm-hmm. was good for Tampa. Chirinos is right behind him and isn't injured. So my, my only issue with him, it. yeah, yeah. My only issue with him is every once in a while they use him as the. Uh, I think he's he's opened maybe once or twice. But you're yeah. right. I mean, uh, six and one, two point nine one ERA. Uh, so he's six and one. To your point, he's six and one. But in he's appeared in eleven games. Five as a starter. Mm-hmm. This will be his sixth start. So he's obviously not yeah. been in a specific role. I'd imagine with Glasnow on the shelf, mm-hmm. we'll see him in a regular starting role, yes. even if it's mm-hmm. just as an opener at times, not asking him to throw a lot of innings. Hmm. And I think in that league that we're in, uh, he might help me uh, rise from the ashes because I think he's on my on my staff. So, so come, on, go. Yanni. come on, Yanni. Glasnow is... Mo- Glasnow got moved to the 60-day DL, um, which is not encouraging for my team. What a shame. But I, I'm going to keep yeah. him on the on the DL, on the team, for now. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. can't I can't Absolutely. imagine the news right would be move good to because it, it was forearm tightness. Mm-hmm. And now they were going to have him rehabbing, and now they effectively shut him down. So we'll yeah. hear news on him. Yeah, you I mean, if you're the Rays, and July. look, if it ends up having to be a Tommy John thing, you know, I – you know, easy for me to say because I'm not the one going under the, the knife. But uh, if it's a Tommy John thing, get it done this way. He'll be back uh, all that sooner, you know, next year. Because you get Tommy John surgery, it's, it's at least a year, though. right? Yeah. Yeah. But at this, if yeah. you had surgery now, that's 2021. They're going to bring him back yeah. in September of 2020. I don't think. Yeah, unless, but, they're, uh, uh, unless they're battling the Yankees for the AL East title. They might be. They might be. That's exactly they might the be. right counter. Yeah. That's exactly the right counter to what I was saying. So uh, let's see any other good pitching matchups. You know, somebody I picked up on the waiver wire this week, he, he's available. And I did this because, and I understand what the drawbacks can be, but he's pitched well as of late, is Lance Lynn. So Lance Lynn's numbers, yeah, if you I own look him at in them a league. now, mm-hmm. don't look 
great at the forefront is six and four. Six wins is pretty good, mm-hmm. but the 4.66 ERA isn't great. However, he does have 70 strikeouts and 67 innings. The whip is at 1.39, but really his last few games have been better, and the strikeout totals have been up. So that's why I took a shot. I, as I said, I lost glass now, so I've been kind of searching for somebody to go through right now, to go to right now. And I think I'm okay with it. So here's his last few outings, Joe. May 27th, six innings, seven hits, three earned runs, ten strikeouts. May 21st, seven innings, two earned runs, 11 strikeouts. Previous outing, seven innings, one earned run, five Ks. Previous outing, seven innings, three earned runs, eight Ks. Mm-hmm. Then the then the right. one before that was six innings, five runs, only three strikeouts. But one, two, three, four in a row, he's put together four good starts. Yep. Baseball season, we always talk about it, a marathon. It's just a bunch of hot streaks and slumps. And uh, just to put you, the numbers that you put together just now into perspective, his last four starts, uh, he has 34 strikeouts and 27 innings pitched and a 3.0 ERA. So... Not too bad. And only six total walks, which the walks were killing him mm-hmm. earlier in the season. He had given up mm-hmm. five walks in that six-inning outing where he got uh, shelled a little bit. But he's putting up some innings. He's putting up strikeouts, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it. I understand the drawbacks you yeah. may have from Lance Lynn, but he's not ancient. He's 32. And uh, right. in a baseball season, as you just mentioned, with – ups and downs and all kinds of swings, you have to take shots on guys even when it doesn't work out. Absolutely. I, I can't right. remember. And with guys like this, you just need to. Ago. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, go with ahead. guys like this, you just have to keep keep on top of them just to make sure that, you know, it, when they, if they're kind of a streaky player, just keep on top of them because once that streak ends, you just, you don't want to keep them in your lineup too long. But uh, I apologize for interrupting you. No, it's all right. You could either release him yeah, uh, yeah. if you're feeling frisky yeah, and, yeah. or you're feeling c- c- yeah. confident. Or, frankly, you can take him out for a start or two if you have a, sure. a, a league in which allows you to take him out of lineups. Right now I have – I mean, my, my roster is sort of filled. I, I barely have – no, but I can I can move him into bench spots or, or whatever and, and just give him a, a start or two off. The problem is with starting pitchers, mm-hmm. like – Unless the guy's getting shelled every time out there, and at which point you're going to release him, you're just kind of hoping that the next start is the best one. I can't tell you how many times I got Kevin Gossman wrong a couple of years ago in a league because Gossman was having this crazy up and down, and he had the worst ups and downs. He'd give up eight runs Mm -hmm. and get hammered, and then you bench him, and then the next time out, he spins seven and gives up two runs in a quality start. So there's guys like that that will also always be frustrating, but I think Lance Lynn is kind of an interesting addition he was available in our league, which I is agree. a 14-team league with a lot of uh, knowledgeable baseball guys. It, for those of you out there looking for an addition, if Lance Lynn is out there, I think he's somebody worth taking a shot on. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, ride him while he's hot. And they're playing the Royals today. Um, and, you know, so my this is a very random um, tangent, but I think it was one of those things that I knew but had forgotten about, but my – in-laws that live just down the street from me, they're moving to Texas this week. So 
Godspeed. They're moving to Texas for the next few years for a job opportunity. And we were talking about the ballpark down in Arlington, and my brother-in-law was saying that he is motivated to try to get to some games because they are closing the Rangers' ballpark. It's only 25 years old, but they're building a ballpark right (laughs) next to it with a dome on top of it for obvious reasons. It's way too hot. They can't play day day games Mm -hmm. there. They feel as if it is a drain on attendance. Granted, the Rangers haven't been very good for the last year and a half, although they're playing above their heads at the moment. Um but it was it was one of those moments where it was like, oh yeah, they're closing that stadium. It's only twenty five years old, mm-hmm. but they feel like with the Jerry's Palace and Jerry's World literally right down the street. If you've ever been to Arlington, you can see how close they are. They are right down the street from one another. Um, but they're going to build a new one right next door, put a dome on it, and they'll be able to play games any time of day. I think that could conceivably help the team, certainly help attendance and everything else. But it's sad to see that ballpark. Talk about Arlington, keeping up with the Joneses. New. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good one. Nice pun. So it felt new almost for it to be closing. It's yes. it's it's newer than yeah. Camden. It's newer than guaranteed mm-hmm. rate field for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one. That's amazing. You know, Atlanta yeah. obviously moved. Uh, but that stadium for the Braves it was really built in part for the Olympics. So that was a little bit of a different discussion. But it's sort of sad to see that one go so quickly because I think people, from what I mm-hmm. heard, the, the stadium had pretty decent reviews. It was a little wacky when it first mm-hmm. opened with the jagged walls and everything else. But um, so there we go. Um, so with the cost of putting up a stadium, you would think – Foresight, right? When they built that 25 years ago. Look, we know that it's 120 in Texas in the middle of the summer. Why didn't you think about yeah. putting the dome back then? I mean, you know, it costs. It's a great question. Uh, what, what does it cost to put up a stadium these around days? To, uh, a billion bucks? <laughs> yeah. By the time it rolled around to the Astros yeah. to build a stadium, they obviously put a dome on it. They're not stupid. I mean, the, the weather in yeah. Houston's even worse than it is in Dallas, but it's not that much different. It's over 100 every day in both cities all summer long. Right. So um, mm-hmm. you would think they would have had the foresight uh, when the Astros. And I don't remember when <laughs> Minute Maid opened, but I want to say like 2001. Uh, that's right. So six or seven years later, uh, it opened, and they mm-hmm. put a dome on it. And all right, so keep going. Other pitching matchups for the day. Tanner Roark throwing for the Reds. Today he's he's off to an okay start, four and three, three point two zero on the season. Yeah, uh, he has been uh, hot as of late. Uh, another guy, let me just bring up because we're running out of time. That I thought might be a good uh, Brandon Woodruff. Last six starts, one point four two ERA uh, for wow. the Brewers. You mentioned the Brewers earlier, one seventy eight batting average against during those six starts, forty three Ks and thirty eight innings pitched. Uh, might not be a bad option in DFS lineups. Yeah. Uh, how about the sneakiest option on the whole slate and a guy that I haven't heard talked about certainly all that much outside of baseball circles is Mike Soroka of the Braves. He is currently yeah, sitting yeah. at his last seven, his last seven games. He's five and oh, uh, with an ERA mm-hmm. under one, 45 innings pitched, uh, 40 strikeouts in those 45 innings, uh, versus 13 walks. So he's five and one on the season with a mm-hmm. 1.07 ERA, the whip, um, he's been a big fantasy addition, not somebody that was talked about a lot, yeah. but he's on fire. Certainly in the month of May, he had a a crazy run where he only gave up three earned runs in the entire month of May, and that was 34 innings mm-hmm. pitched. Right. Uh, 
opposing batters batting a, a 145 against them for the month of May. And, you know, that, that it's been an issue with me trying to figure out who the best Braves, young Braves pitcher uh, to, to pick up, uh, you know, was. And, and I kind of avoided Soroka because I was worried about his injury history. And even earlier uh, in the season, the, in the preseason, you know, he had some issues with the injuries. But, yeah, he was the guy to roster. And I missed out on it. <laughs> yeah. Verlander throwing today against the A's, against Brian Anderson. You have DeGrom throwing against Zach Greinke. Um, Jose Urena throwing against Margavicious. Mar- uh, and then Kershaw throws mm-hmm. tonight. So you have some big names on the slate here. Uh, DeGrom, Greinke, Verlander, Kershaw. What are your thoughts on DeGrom right now? You know, what's my thoughts about just the Mets in general, right? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, look, you know, he's a guy that uh, you got to, if you own him, you got to keep rolling him out there. I mean, there's no obvious uh, issues that, you know, there's no injuries that we, we could see. I mean, it's just uh, basically you just hope that he figures it out. To see him with an ERA uh, of, what is it, like 3.7 or so? Uh, yeah, 3.71. It's kind of odd to see, you know, him pitching that way. But look, the whole Mets uh, organization, kind of in a tailspin right now. Do you think Callaway? Yeah, uh, what's what's the what's the Callaway diagnosis? Callaway. Uh, maybe uh, they give him to yeah yeah. Maybe they give him till uh, the All Star break. I don't understand. That that was a whole weird thing. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but it was a if whole it's talked weird about thing, just that openly. In, uh, and everybody knows, right. then just get rid of him. Yeah. Hey, look, these are the Mets. They brought in a player agent to be the GM. I mean, that's 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 a weird yeah. thing in itself, in my opinion. He was Cespedes' agent, so yeah. the Mets had decided to yeah. sue Cespedes for getting hurt um, and retract that money. It would have impacted the agent's bonus, and that agent was Brody Van Wagenen. So uh, it would have come full circle. Did we ever find that what kind of a... Yeah, yeah. Did we ever find out what kind of ranch uh, Cespedes owned in Florida? I didn't know there were ranches, you know, in Florida. I know you think ranches, yeah, you think Texas that. and whatnot. But, yeah, no, I don't know. But there's a lot of horses down in Florida. They do horse racing <laughs> down in Florida, and I mean, I don't know what kind of farming yeah, is poor done. Poor horses there. running. The I'm heat. really out of my yeah. depth there right now. I'm not a big rancher, <laughs> uh, as you may have known, growing up in Queens, New York. So uh, I don't have a lot of ranch no ranches in Queens. No, not no. That, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I will ask Cam Stewart. Maybe see what kind of ranch knowledge he has there on the go. other side. So, there you uh, go. Joe, always good to hang with you on the Fantasy Sports yeah, Radio yeah, Network. Fun. Joe will take his leave uh, and celebrate Olive Day. Happy uh, National Olive Day. And uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> In a martini. At, this, yeah. at a new time next week, 9 to 12. I'm joining Cam after the break.